everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. And today we're going to talk about how to bounce back fast when you have gotten off track with your plan. Now, um, this is the name of the game in my book, because again, my goal is not for you to lose some weight. It's for you to master your weight, to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. That's what I want for you. Now, it's important for you to understand that as soon as you choose that as a goal, that I want long-term success. I want to lose the weight, yes, but I want to keep it off more importantly. Once you extend that time frame, the most important thing you need to understand is that the key factor of being able to master your weight long-term is the ability to get back, track, back on track quickly because there is no perfection down this path, right? Perfection is generally an illusion to begin with, but... If we're going to do short-term diets, we're going to do water fasts, um, keto, keep ourselves in ketosis, intermittent fasting. These things have very kind of bright lines, you know, where it's very obvious what you're going to do and it's extreme, but in your mind, you're like, well, I'm going to do it until I lose the weight. So it's short-term. And so doing something short-term, yeah, we can push ourselves and be close to perfect, you know, for a little while. However, once you start extending that time frame past a couple of weeks to a couple of months, certainly a couple of years, <laughs> perfection's off the menu. It's not, it's not even an option for you, you know? So what really matters is that you have the ability to get back on track quickly. And so I make a big deal out of this because the first step of being able to get back on track quickly is to prepare yourself for when you make a mistake, because you're going to make a mistake. And so what I'm saying is that a lot of times when people are approaching weight loss with a diet mentality, they're not planning for any mistakes. <laughs> they're planning that they're going to start on day one and be perfect until they get to their goal weight. They're not, they're not ready to deal with any setbacks. They're not, they have no strategies to deal with that. Okay. So the mindset is always the most important piece. And same thing here that when you're going to start a plan again, I hope you do it with a long-term focus. And if you do, it becomes very easy to recognize. You're not going to be able to be perfect. There, there is no perfection long-term. And so what the real name of the game is, is being able to back on track quick. And so having that foundational knowledge of what you're going to do when you make a mistake is crucial for your success. And knowing that ahead of time also makes the mistake experience a whole different thing. Because if you think you're going to be perfect, I always use the metaphor of, um, you know, most people try and lose weight as if it were a sprint. And so in a sprint, perfection is the only thing that can win the race. If you trip a little bit in a sprint, you're going to lose. So you have to recognize this is a marathon. And it is always a marathon because I always ask the question, I know you want to lose the weight quickly, but how long do you want to keep it off for? And I know you want to keep it off forever. So let's set yourself up for long-term success by thinking long-term. And part of that is realizing that you're going to make mistakes. And when you do, how do I want to deal with them? And pre-strategizing that. So it doesn't just hit you out of the blue, right? Because most people are like, okay, they're, they're all in their plan. They're all in it until they're not. And then they're not in it at all. And it's that all or nothing mindset that's really going to mess you up more than almost anything else. So again, I always suggest instead of being all or nothing, you want to be all or something. And that kind of opens the door to how do you bounce back quickly? Okay. So we did the first part. Let, let it, let me make it explicit. The first part of being able to back, bounce back quickly is how you're perceiving this whole process, right? So that's what I've been talking about. So I've been talking about how to bounce back quickly this whole time, but let's get into the specific strategies as well. So to bounce back quickly, 
once again, we extend the time frame. It doesn't have to be perfect right away. Sometimes let's just say ketosis. That's probably the most extreme plan simply because as soon as you make a mistake, now you've got to wait another week to get back into ketosis. And so that's a great example because it really is obvious what all the diets make us feel that as soon as we make a mistake, it feels like we've kind of fallen. I use the metaphor of like a, we're rolling a giant boulder up a hill when we diet. And at some point we get distracted, we make a mistake, we whatever. And we, we kind of lose focus and the boulder rolls over us and rolls all the way back down the hill again. And so now not only do we have to walk back down, we got to start from the beginning and walk all the way up and push it all the way back up. And so that's how a lot of people experience diets. And so we want to eliminate that experience by realizing that it doesn't have to happen all at once. So there's so many benefits. I guess everything I'm saying is coming back to this long-term time frame, because once you start thinking long-term, it's not such a game of extremes. So if you make a mistake, you don't have to get right back into, I mean, again, ketosis to me is crazy as a way of living as a diet personally, um, because I think it's so extreme. So anyways, though, it's like if you, <laughs> exception of ketosis, if you make a mistake on your plan, you don't have to get 100% back on track again. Okay. You can, I'll show you what I do. You don't know my main number one strategy for getting back on track after I've screwed up, boop, boop, my water bottle, you know? So if I screw up, the first thing I'm doing, I'm saying, okay, well, what am I doing? Why, why did I, I don't wish I didn't want to eat that. I, I'm not, I don't want to do that again. Let me get some water. So I feel like I'm getting back on track. The water, it could be a cup of water. It's a signal. It's an anchor that me, I'm back on track. I'm back in the game. Right. And you say, well, oh yeah, the water's going to make up for the cookie. No, that's not what it's there for. It's there as a point of reference an anchor to say, okay, I made a mistake and now I'm back and now I'm on this track. And with that sort of mindset, you can fill in whatever you want. For me, it's water. It doesn't have to be water for you. It could be, I'm going to go for a walk. You know what? I'm just going to go to bed and start over tomorrow. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just, it's almost like a, a signal, some sort of ritual that you have prepared ahead of time that when I make a mistake with my eating, I can get back on track quickly by doing this, taking some water and saying, okay, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a line in the sand you're drawing. So, okay, I made a mistake. No problem, you know, but now I'm back on track because what happens with most people, it's the all or nothing thing. You get off track and next thing you know, months have gone by, maybe years have gone by before you get back on track again. So it's not the binge. It's what happens afterwards. You see, and for most people, once they make a mistake with their eating, the afterwards is a long time. And that's where all the, that's the game. You see, they'll be on track for a week and off track for three months. Well, that, you can't obviously get any results that way. So again, extending this time frame to long-term and realizing that you want to nudge yourself consistently on the right path. It doesn't have to be you're 100% perfect and then you get off track and now you're not doing anything and now you got to get yourself back to 100% perfect again. You know, I always like to say, get used to living in the gray area. You don't have to be 100% perfect. Your weight's an average of your behaviors. And so there will all be, always be times in your life when you're going to be perfect because you have the energy, the focus, the motivation, everything in life's working for you. But a lot of times life's working, kind of feeling like it's working against you and it's hard. And so in those situations, don't expect perfection out of yourself. Just get yourself somewhat on the track. So I guess that, that's a kind of what I'm going to leave you with. So find your, what can you use? You know, for me, I already know the water things there. So if I make a mistake with my eating, I don't have to think about what I'm going to do. I just say, oh, okay, let me get to my water. You know, it's a pre-planned strategy that I know I can rely on. So what can you rely on? What's a signal you can give yourself when you make a mistake that's going to signify to your subconscious mind that, okay, we're back on track. Make it simple. Make it easy. Something you can do 
that again, just kind of nudges you back in that right track as fast as possible. That's the secret to bouncing back quickly. And you're going to be amazed at how different it feels because it's a complete opposite experience of the all or nothing mindset. And getting out of that is, is, is so crucial to getting the results you want. All right. So take a moment or two and think to yourself, how can I bounce back quick when I make a mistake? Pre-plan for that and then give it a shot and see how it makes you feel. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. I see, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> um, exactly what I need to hear. I'm glad, I'm glad. Um, <laughs> Jana says either I'm all in or all out, right? But again, right, that, that, that idea of the all in or all out, how's that serving you? You know what I mean? Like, like so often with weight loss, we're, we're always in a trance. You know, it's a whole story I could go into. I'm not going to, but in, um, with weight loss, so often we're in a trance that's put there by the diet industry and it's all or nothing. And I'm all in or I'm all out. But what else in life are you all in or all out in? You know what I mean? Like nothing's like that. Work, sometimes you're really focused to motivate. Sometimes you're coasting. Being a parent, sometimes you're all in. Relationships, it's all, it's never, it's never all in. You can't always be all in with hardly anything, you know? Nothing that's long-term anyways. There's always kind of in and out. So again, go from all or nothing to all or something. Always keep at least one foot in the game, you know? That way it doesn't feel so daunting to get back on track, you know? Because um, you're making the track yeah, most people making the track a hundred feet above them, you know, that's really hard to get back on it, but it's like, you want to bring that track down. So it's right there. Oh, just step right back on it. Oh, easy. You know, now I'm back in it and, and it's easier. Once you're back on the track, it's easier to get better on the track. No one ever thinks about this, you know, it's just all or nothing black or white. But if you give yourself a little bit of leeway and you get back on it, then, um, you know, it, it's easier to, you know, once I do the water, it says all the woods, water's not gonna make up for it. People say all the time, yeah, the water's not that's, that's just the first step. But the water all of a sudden creates a clarity because in my water, I said, well, now I feel healthier. I'm going to help digest that food. Um, it's a signal that I'm back on track. And um, then tomorrow I'll wake up and I'll start with blah, 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 blah. And I'll get back on the track, you know? So it's not just water and then I eat more crappy food. It's water and that kind of brings me in the direction I want to go. So I hope that makes sense. Will losing weight make my belly smaller? Um, most likely, most likely. Um, thoughts on stretch marks? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Song says yes. I mean, yes, obviously. Um, thoughts on stretch marks. Yeah, stretch marks. I mean, uh, there's the theory, you know, if you lose weight slowly, they won't be so bad. Um, you know, they're what they are. What I will say is this. Loose skin stretch marks is... Is it something that you're willing to, because, you know, this gets to the subconscious reasons we sometimes don't want to lose weight. One of the main subconscious reasons people don't want to lose weight is they're worried about loose skin or stretch marks, right? And what, what's that mean? It means they're worried they're going to do all this work and lose weight and look worse than they look now. That's what they're worried about. I'm going to look older. I'm going to look gone. Um, so I think that this goes back to a point that I always like to say that, that you need to make that your weight loss about more than just how you look, more than just about weight number on a scale. And if that just feels completely unappealing to you, my method would not be for you. No doubt about it. Um, but I think you need to take your weight loss, wrap it in personal development, make this a process of being the best version of you possible. Okay. So I have stretch marks from, from my, the weight I lost. Okay. And now they're not, they're not extreme. So I don't want, I'm, I don't know, pregnant woman, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, you know, around my arms um, and on my back. So they're, they don't, I don't really care. <laughs> Look, anyways, I'm a guy. It's different. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is this that I would, I would do things that make me feel healthier and happier and allow me to be the person I want to be. So my motivation to manage my weight really is rooted in my father dying at 54 of a heart attack. 
So for me, that's always on my mind. I don't want to die at 54 of a heart attack. I'm doing everything I can to not die at 54 of a heart attack. So if doing those things, what I believe is going to give me the best chance to live past 54, give me stretch marks, cause me loose skin, make me look older. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? And so I, I don't, you may not have this experience to draw upon, but you need to find something that's way bigger and more motivating than just how you're going to look or a number on a scale. So that it's like stretch marks. Who gives a shit? I'm doing this so I can live longer. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing this so I can be here for my family. So I can, you know, again, if, if I tell you why I want why do I want to be thin? Why do I want to be healthy? I mean, yeah, I want to look a certain way that that's down the list. The first step is I want to live past 54. Um, the next step is I want to have energy and be the person I want to be so I can be the father I want to be, so I can be the husband I want to be, so I can be the family person I want to be, the friend I want to be, all these relationship aspects of it. And then it goes into my career. I love coaching. I love running my business. I like having the energy to do that. And so um, there's so much more motivation there that is in front of how I look, <laughs> you know, so that, so that stuff is, is less important to me. So, so, and I would suggest you do that too, because anytime this happens all the time, people don't, people weigh what they want subconsciously. And a lot of times people have subconscious reasons. They don't want to lose weight. Let me put it a different way. They have subconscious reasons. They want to be overweight, but let me just state it out loud. Um, a lot of times women don't, they want to keep the weight on because they feel protected from men. Okay. And so subconsciously they want to be overweight. Right? So I don't know why I can't lose the weight. So there's always the subconscious reasons we have to get ourselves congruent with, you know, to get the results we're truly capable of, of, of uh, achieving. Um, Barbara says, this is awesome. Exactly what I needed to hear. I am glad. I'm really glad. Um, <laughs> I said, thank you, coach. You're welcome. Right. I like ladder better than track. Yeah. Ladder. Yeah. That's better. You're right. You're right. Ladder is better than track. That's a good one. That's like wagon. I always, I have, I have a, so I, I my program is program yourself. Then, um, as you're seeing now, I changed, I changed the name of this here. So yeah, my, my program is program yourself then. And there's, it's a, it's an eight week program. And every day there's a hypnosis session, like a five minute hypnosis session to start the day with. Um, but one of the, one of the suggestions every day, there's like a daily mantra, putting that into your mind in addition to week long mantras. But one of the daily ones is there's no wagon. Because you know, people say, Oh, I fell off the wagon, but you want to get to the point where there is no wagon. There is no falling off of it, right? There's good days and bad days. We all are gonna, always going to have those, um, but there's no wagon that I'm in or out. Um, I always use the metaphor. It's like, even if you're just being dragged with one foot in the wagon, I'm still in it, right? Even if it's ate like total trash all day, but I still drank some water. <laughs> I still, I will look, think of it that way. People say, oh, you're not holding yourself to a high enough standard. Bullshit. <laughs> we got to stop that stuff. It makes me insane. You know, the, the perfectionist mindset with the weight loss. And again, you can be perfectionist if you're going to do some short-term diet, but if you're going to talk about long-term weight mastery, you're not going to be perfect. So never mind your perfection, <laughs> take it and stick it in a pipe and smoke it. Cause it's not going to serve you well. I promise you. Cause 90% of what I deal with with people is perfectionist based. <laughs> so yeah, a ladder better than track. I like that. Why is it that I eat less one day? The other day I have to binge eat to compensate. Well, I think you answered your own question. I would say, that happens all the time when people say, oh, I don't know why I'm binging. The very first question I ask, I've been doing this professionally for 20 years. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. When I hear someone say, oh, I'm having trouble binging, or this one I want to get all the time. Everything's going great. And then the afternoon comes and the night comes and I lose it all. I say, okay, everything's going great. What, what are you eating for breakfast and lunch? Nothing. Oh, okay. Well, then what, <laughs> what do you want to do for, for afternoon dinner? No, I don't want to eat anything. Okay. You just said, I mean, like, you know, from a distance, from a, from a different perspective, it's like, well, that's, that's 
you know, <laughs> you got to eat. So, um, but, but when I hear binging and overeating, the very first thing I always go to is, well, what are you eating? Are you eating enough? Because think about this, the average diet and they're getting a little more savvy now, but don't believe these fucking diets. These diets are sending you down the wrong route a hundred percent. And I'm going to make this video. You know what? I'm going to write it down right now. And that's the video I'm making this week for YouTube long-term. Um, I got two of them I want to make and I'm just, I got to do them because they're going to explain everything I'm talking about here. The obesity conspiracy is one and I'm going to call it something better, but the diet mindset I can deconstruct for you and just show you it, it's not like, Oh, it's not like the diet. Oh, eat less carbs or don't eat for 14 hours a day or count your points. It's not like those specific tactics are bad. You know, so when I say, oh, diets don't work, they're sending the wrong path. You're like, well, what, what do you mean? Consume less calories and these different strategies. They sound all right. It's not that. It's the fact that each diet is a tactic. It's like one tactic. Even intermittent fasting, which I love. I love intermittent fasting. I've been doing it for 30 years. Didn't call it that, which is important to what I'm saying here. But it's like, I, I like a lot of tactics. I'm, I'm a pescatarian, pretty much a vegetarian, but I like keto because I think it's a great way to cut down refined carbs, which I think is a problem in our society. Um, so, you know, like I, I, I like some of the tactics, but the problem with the diets is that it's one tactic. It's always one tactic. Just do this one thing. Listen, we're talking about weight loss and weight mastery is like a personal development program. You, you're not just gonna like change your behaviors without changing yourself. That's why my program is an inside program yourself is an inside out approach to weight mastery and the diets. They basically say, here, do this. And then you're just left to your own to try and force yourself to do it, which is where the problem really starts because it's the way you think about weight loss. It's the way you think about weight yourself. That's the real problem. And these diets never teach you that. And the diets really reflect the medical establishment that we're in because we have a medical establishment that's really built to treat symptoms not to find cures. And now we have diets that treat symptoms. They don't find a cure. Because here's the thing, right? So, and I'll show you, you'll feel this. Most people just want to lose weight. But I would suggest that a more accurate description of the goal that you really want is that you want to lose the weight, return to your goal weight, and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot. That's a better description of what you want, isn't it? You never say that though. And so there's so much thing, so much mindset stuff about diets that's sending you down the wrong path. And this is why you're stuck. It's the primary reason you're stuck is your mindset is all, <laughs> your mindset is mashed potatoes because of the diets. It's 50, 60 years of nonstop diet marketing we've all been exposed to. Millions and millions of diet ads. And it has our brains flipped inside out. We can't even think about weight loss right anymore. Most people can't even think about weight loss without thinking of a diet. It's, it's that complete, you know? And so it's my goal to get out here and show you because it's almost like we're all wearing like, like an astronaut helmet mindset. That's how you think about mindset. It's like an astronaut helmet. It's not just the thoughts you have. It's literally everything you see is colored by this mindset. And so the way you're thinking about weight loss is really from the dieters. And um, again, we always learn through contrast. So I'm trying to give you a different perspective, perspective on that so that you can appreciate it because you're stuck now. That, that's the problem. If it worked, great. I wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> but the problem is that people think like a dieter and no one's, everyone's overweight and struggling with it, you know? Um, but anyways, back to, you know, the reason, what do you do then? Because the diets tell you what? Diets tell you cut 50, 60% of your calories on day one. And then you're supposed to ride that calorie reduction out until you reach your goal weight, you know? That's a huge calorie cut. That's a huge shift. 
I would call it an overcompensation. I know you're impatient, but it's an overcompensation. It's like, if I want to learn to play the piano, I've never played before. And I say, you know what? I'm going to play every day for eight hours. No, you're not. You'll play the first day maybe for eight hours. And the second day, your fingers are all cramped up and you can't even move them. So you ain't practicing eight hours that day or the couple days after it. And that's what a diet feels like. It's like you jump into it so ridiculously that you overwhelm yourself and you can't stick with it. You know, um, in terms of, well, I eat perfect. I eat 500 calories today. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me see how you're going to do tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 3000. Uh, you know what I mean? So instead of going at it so crazy, so overcompensating, let's be strategic and intelligent about this and make slight cuts that aren't that damaging, that aren't that hard to live with. It's a crazy idea, right? Oh, we're in tiger stripes that fade over time. Yeah. I love that. I love that reframe. I'm 15 and I have about 20 kilograms that I should use, lose. Am I likely to have loose skin? I've never thought. Um, no, nah, I don't I don't think so. 15, you, you should be fine. Um, again, the secret there as well is to just in what's your rush anyways. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what do they always say? Like people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. You know, I think that's true. But yeah, do it slow and you won't have to worry about that. My dad passed away at 61 from abdominal aorta aneurysm. Jeez. Um about about that side amf weight loss before you just just said no not sure what that means um mom, mom. i'm doing keto but i won't call it falling off because i enjoyed a burrito mindset yeah there you go yeah that's exactly right don um yeah that's what i mean you know it's it, and that's why i say it when i was talking earlier about being able to bounce back quickly and so much of being able to bounce back quickly is how you approach this from the beginning you know, and people, again, subconsciously approach this like a sprint and I got to be perfect or it's not worth it, you know, and um, it is worth it. So if you ate a burrito today, you know, and people lose this because I, I see this all the time in my program, people will be like, well, I had three days that were perfect. And then I messed up the fourth day. So what happened the fifth day? I got back on track. It was great, but I messed up that day. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it, it's so hard for us to give up the idea of perfection. And um, I always say like, you know, when we're doing nothing, we're doing nothing, but we're not measuring ourselves either. And we say, okay, I'm going to jump up to perfection. I got to be perfect. And then we jump up to be perfect for a little while. And then we come back down here and we say, mm, I wasn't perfect. Well, hey, look where you started. <laughs> I mean, you're not down here anymore. But it's like, I'm telling you, this is the prime mindset. I call it hypnosis because you don't even realize you're doing it. You just do it and suffer the consequences of it. But I'm, I'm explaining explicitly what's going on with you. I know this is, I know more about what's going on in your head than you do when it comes to weight loss. I promise you, because there's all this subconscious processing going on that you're not even aware of, you know, but this is a big one. The perfectionist mindset where we just, oh, I want to be perfect. I want to be perfect. Well, great. That's a fine goal. As long as you expect that you'll be perfect for a little bit, you're not always going to be perfect. And what are you going to do then? If you're just going to fall apart because you weren't perfect then you're screwed because you're not going to be perfect forever. You know, and so the secret is to stop measuring yourself against perfection. I mean, you can obviously know what perfection is and aim towards it. Fine. But you have to keep an eye on where you started from and how much improvement you've made. You've got to recognize the improvement over how close you are to perfection. I'm telling you that because if you don't, I guarantee that you will sabotage yourself because again, as I said, perfection up here, you start here, you bounce up to perfection for a little while, you land somewhere around here for a week or two. And now you, you look at perfection, you feel like you suck, but you don't realize you came from here. You know, it's the most common pattern I see mindset wise. Um, but great job, Don. That's, that's a better attitude. I went below my goal weight and below my dream weight. I went below it. Yeah, and how was that? You're so funny. Thank you. 
What is with the connection? The screen stops all the time. Is it just me? I don't know. Is it just you? Hey, thanks for lightning bolt on. I like that. Um, I'm not having an issue. I don't see mine freezing or lagging. I don't know where you're at, but 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 I just want to be healthy. Yeah, all right. Now I'm gonna bust your chops a little bit here. No one likes when anyone picks on their semantics, but I'm gonna do it because we gotta learn this, okay? You don't just don't just just is a minimizing word. All right. Being healthy is the most amazing thing in the world. And we live in a society that has conditioned us to undervalue our health. I believe that there's a lot of money made off of us not being healthy and happy. I believe this. Um, and so I think as a whole, we way undervalue our health. And I think it's up to you. You have to re-increase the value of it. Okay. Because being healthy is the whole game. It's everything. You know, and if if health was really highly valued in our society, think about all the things that would be affected business-wise, right? Uh, these shitty food places go out of business. The shitty food producers go out of business. Shit, the medical establishment might go out of business. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's so much stuff that makes money off of us being unhealthy and unhappy. And so again, I'm going to leave it at that. But I think there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of encouragement or support or conditioning for you to be healthy and happy in life, I don't think. And so I think you have to find it yourself. I certainly have had to. I did not get these messages. As a matter of fact, I got the opposite message. I remember when I started doing this 30 years ago, I, I really, it was a transformation for me. And very quickly, I started walking on this path of wanting to help other people. And I remember I was putting a website together and I had a family member look at it and say, oh my God, what are you starting a cult? What is it? What are you, a health nut now? What do you, you know what I mean? So it's like literally attack for being healthy stuff. And my dad died of a heart attack. So you think like everybody would cheer me. Oh my God, you know, not the case. So anyways, when, when we say, I just want to be healthy. No, I want to be healthy. I want to be healthy. I want to feel alive. And you've got to, you've got to extract the value out of that word. They've turned that word healthy into like, it's like, man, man, I'd like to be healthy. You know what I mean? Like we, we minimize the value of health in the society. No question about it. To the point that most people want to lose weight because they want to look better. Well, how about your life? <laughs> how about your life? Would you like to live longer? Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, who cares about that? That's the shitty years. Those are the shitty years. Take them. No, they're not the shitty years, A. B, those shitty years are, they, they always go before you die. So it's like, you don't just like have a wonderful life. Oh, I'm smoking cigarettes and eating everything I want and drinking beers. And then you just, you know, just die. It's like you have a shitty life for five, 10 years, you know, then you die living that way. Again, everything, nothing's guaranteed, but it's like, we want to be healthy, right? But you've got to focus on that word. You've got to give it more meaning. That word healthy does not mean what it should to you. I promise you, you've got to boost that, that meaning up. What does healthy mean to me? You know, and you have to answer that question. In my program, the first, I have a, this is a 60 page workbook, your weight mastery blueprints. And the first part of it, the very, very, very first part is motivation. And um, it's, it's like 20 pages. Cause it's like, you really have to get clear on why you want to do this right now. You don't want to lose weight. You wish you'd lose weight. You wish you'd wake up tomorrow, motivated and start eating right. But you don't really want to, you want to keep doing what you've been doing. And that's why you keep doing what you're doing. Right. So it's like, you gotta figure out the, the want, you got to figure out motivation and stuff. And it starts by what does healthy mean to me? I don't just want to be healthy. I want to be healthy and alive. I want to feel energized. I want to be happy. I want to feel good about my life. I want to wake up feeling happy about how I lived yesterday. I want to go to sleep knowing I lived great. And I'm going to live another great day tomorrow. I feel amazing. 
My body's healthy. I can go to the doctors and I feel good about it. I can wear the clothes I want to look. I look the way I want to look. I look healthy. I look happy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like we got to give it more meaning because it's been stripped of all its meaning. There's a lot of money to be made off you not being healthy. Um, let's see. Let's see. Do you eat a keto type lifestyle yourself? Curious. Um, yeah, I would say it's a keto type lifestyle in the sense that it's very refined carb low. Okay. So as I said, I'm a pescatarian and I, I separate my week up into a five day and two day schedule. So five days, I'm really, my goal is to eat very, very clean and two days I eat more for pleasure. And so those five days of, of clean eating is really low carb, low refined carb. Um, I don't really eat any flour. Um, don't eat any breads, you know, none of that stuff. Don't eat any sugar. Um, I don't eat meat. You know what I mean? Um, I eat some fish here and there, even that's pretty rare. Um, so I'm primarily vegetarian plant-based. Um, actually it's amazing that we can listen to you for free. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm happy to be able to do that. You know, I'm not working on being a perfectionist. I'm working on being healthy. Super. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Are your kids eating healthy? Now that's a good question. Um, that's something I've, I've wrestled with and they eat. So everything's relative in life, right? So, um, do they eat healthy? I think most people would look at how they eat and say, wow, they eat really healthy compared to the average kid. Okay. Now that being said, they eat a lot less healthy than me. And cause I think that's, I, I don't know, like, like I, there's a guy, I'll give you a little bit of context here. I remember this guy, I think his name was Todd Malkovich. He was, when I was growing up, he was a football player and he was like, he had a football dad. And from the day he was born, he had like coaches and dietitians, nutritionists and everything. Right. Anyways, he never ate McDonald's. I always remember that was his thing. He never ate McDonald's. Anyways, got to, got to college, <laughs> ended up being a cocaine addict and just totally, you know what I mean? This, this went nuts. And so for me, you know, I grew up, my mom, um, it was always solid. Dinners were solid, like, like, like good quality food. Um, and listen, food was healthier back then anyways. Okay. But she, she always made like, like solid meals. Okay. A lot of, a lot of pasta, a lot of carbs, um, a lot of fat for sure. A lot of meat. Um, but they were solid meals for, for the, the first 16, 17 years of my life. Okay. That being said, there was also a ton of sugar, a ton of processed food, um, a good amount of fast food. Uh, so I think that I didn't want to raise my kids eating perfectly. I wanted to give them the opportunity to eat some, you know, like I'll let them eat Doritos and chips and da 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 da. So, do they eat healthy? Yes, because the, the foundation's solid. Okay. But do I let them eat other stuff that's not the healthiest? I do. And it, it's a weird thing. Again, I think when, when you're dealing with weight mastery, there's a bit, you have to manage cognitive dissonance. Okay. So, I'll, I'll give you an example of what I mean. Like sugar on one hand, I think of like cocaine. I genuinely do think of sugar very similarly like cocaine. At the same time, I, I give it to my kids and I eat it. So it's a weird place to exist. It's uncomfortable because, again, it creates this cognitive dissonance. It's hard to hold two ideas at the same time that are so opposing. However, this is the reality we live in, I think. you know. And so for me to be as happy and healthy as I want to be and have the best quality of life, I like eating sugar sometimes. Now, I moderate it. You know, I, I treat sugar almost like I would treat alcohol. I, I literally I think of it that way. So anyways, that's my question. It's probably not the most clear cut answer, but yeah, they, they do eat healthy, um, but not, the, not perfectly healthy. And, and again, there's no perfection, but not, not as healthy as I'm eating. Um, I'm a nurse 35 years and I'm just getting this. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, that's the thing, you know, it's like, I think sometimes 
you know, I, I talk about this a lot. Like people say, well, what's your credentials? You know, and it's like, I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian. I got a degree in finance and investments. I mean, over the years, I've gotten certified as a hypnotist and neuro linguistic programming trainer, strategic coach, yoga instructor. Um, I read a real lot. But I think the most important thing is I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions and I have transformed myself. And so I think sometimes it takes a person from outside the system to deal with the things that are the most obvious problems. And I think the biggest problem when it comes to weight loss and eating healthy, really doing anything in life that you want to do, is that you know what you should do. You, you know, you really don't need another diet. You know enough in your mind right now about what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat to pretty much lose most of the weight. We can always tweak and optimize and get better and better. But you know enough right now. The problem, the thing you don't know, is you don't know how to get yourself to do it consistently. And that's what I do. That's what program yourself then is. It's how to program your subconscious mind to do the things you know you should do logically. And this is the thing. I mean, I read 50 books a year. It's like I, I, I study psychology constantly. And I feel like I always say this, that psychology has a consciousness, a conscious bias, right? Because you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Your conscious mind is the part of you that knows what you should eat that wants you to lose weight, knows why you should lose weight, that tries to get you to eat in the way that'll make you lose weight, okay? So we're all, you're familiar with that part. You know that part of you. You call it your willpower. However, how do you describe the part of you that when you start a diet compels you to eat the wrong food? What's your, what, how do you describe that, right? I mean, is this the biggest secret in the world? I mean, how come no one talks about this, right? You go to psychology, this is abnormal thinking. There's addictive, there's all these extremes, but how about just all of us that are normal? Why can't we get ourselves to eat what we know we should? Why can't we change our behaviors and do the healthy stuff? <laughs> I mean, this is the question I've been thinking about nonstop for 30 years. I'm obsessed with it. And so no one really, I don't know, like, like everyone's just telling you what to do. Again, even the medical thing, right? You go there, oh, do this, just eat this. Right? There's no context to why. Um, there's no, there's no understanding of how to get yourself to actually do it, you know? And so we got a big problem, right? This is why 70% of the population is obese or overweight, right? Um, so, you know, it, it's the big problem. And no one ever thinks about answering it, as far as I can tell. <laughs> um, I eat purple cabbage, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, radishes, garlic stuffed olives a lot. Yeah, that stuff's great. That's great. The, the, the main food, you know, and here's one for you that, you know, when you're thinking about, um, when you're thinking about how to eat in order to master your weight, fiber foods, fiberful foods is really the way to go. But I want to give a little bit of context to that because I was, I was thinking about this the other day, like the thing with the diets, I was saying like, okay, every diet's a tactic. Well, what's a tactic? A tactic is basically there's how we understand things. And so we understand things like, like levels, right? There, there's kind of frames that we understand things in, but the diet goes right to the core and says, Oh, just do this, just do this, just do this. And then you just try and force yourself to do it. And there's no meaning to it, you know? And so when it comes to your food, the easiest thing to understand, um, cause I just read, I gotta do this too. I gotta write this one down. The story of the human body, right? So this is a book about biological evolution, right? How we ended up with these bodies we got and why we're having some of the troubles we have with them in our modern society, right? Why is there so much type two diabetes? Why is there so much obesity? 
right? And so basically they call it the, it's the mismatch hypothesis that we have these evolved bodies that evolved in food scarce environments. And now we live in food abundant environments, right? And so all the evolution and adaptations we created over millions of years, um, now in this environment, it doesn't match well, right? Why do you, you know what I mean? Why do you, why do you want to eat cookies? Why do cookies trigger that response in you and carrots create a different response, right? Well, it's dopamine. And you want to eat more of the cookies. You eat the cookie and your brain lights up pleasure centers and you want to eat more and more of it because you evolved in a food scarce environment. Um, Dan Daniel Lieberman, he's a Harvard professor, Harvard, Harvard guy. It's really good. It's a really good book. Um, so it helps to understand why, because right now we just say, oh God, what's wrong with me? I got no willpower. I can't do anything. And we take it on ourselves and we beat ourselves down. And when you start to understand why these things are happening, it gives you more context. And when you have more context, you have more understanding. And when you have more understanding, you can be more strategic to finding real solutions that work for you, right? Um, so to that point, you know, everything you listed there, purple cabbage, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, radishes, garlic stuffed olives, all of those things, all of those foods have a lot of fiber in them. All natural foods have a lot of fiber in them. Okay. And if you look at the modern food, this was one point he made in this book that was so interesting to me is that a lot of people would think when we went from being hunter gatherers, just living off the land, eating the food, literally that was growing to farming was the biggest shift in our diets. And he makes the point that what pales in comparison, that, that pales in comparison to the difference the industrial revolution has made on our eating, where now we've gone from natural foods to super processed foods. And when you think about processed foods in general, the biggest thing that means is they have stripped the fiber out of our foods because fiber doesn't process well. And if you think about the natural world, all the food you're eating pretty much has fiber in it. And what that means is three big things. One, when the calories are eating fiberful foods, the calories are binded to the fiber. And so it's a slower absorption of energy. Instead of these spikes we get now from eating powdered foods like flour or sugar, which spikes everything and crashes it, it was a slower absorption and release of, of energy. And that creates a whole different system that you're living with. The second thing is that because the calories are binded to the fiber, some of those calories just pass through you without ever being absorbed. It could be five. 15% of the calories just pass through you because the fiber's never absorbed, you know? So now you've eaten that food, you've gotten a lot of the satiety, but you haven't absorbed the calories. And the third thing is that the fiber, because it's not absorbed in your intestines, makes you feel fuller. It's a thing called the ileal break. And so it makes you feel more satisfied with that fiber in your body, okay? And so these are three big things that if you start eating more fiberful foods, you're gonna feel more full. And then obviously that makes it a lot easier to choose the right foods. You know, so great job. That's a great way to eat. Um, when will you be live next? Uh, that's the question. <laughs> um, I'm usually live, usually uh, in the afternoons, right around this time. I'm going to, this is my goal here. I'm going to make this a daily thing with a specific time. I don't want to say right now, it's going to be 12 or one. Um, and I'm going to do that. And it's going to be I'm going to do that because I think that's important. <laughs> so keep checking me out though. Follow me on here. And by the way, anyone here, go um, click click my bio link and go get that hypnosis session. And then once you sign up for that in a few minutes, um, you know, you're going to get, I'll send you the session, but it takes a couple minutes to send it to you. But I'm going to, I bring you to a, a training. It's three steps to master your weight. Watch that training. Okay. It'll be a completely different paradigm to how to master your weight. Right. It's all free. Okay.
Um, I love your five, two approach. Yeah. It's a great balance. It really is. It is a great balance. No doubt. Um, it's a profound way. Again, listen, I don't, I'm, I've kind of lucked out. Like I've said, I'm, I'm not the smartest guy, but, but I'm smart enough. And I don't want to say I'm street smart. That's kind of goofy, but, um, I'm more street smart than I am school smart. Let me put it that way. And so uh, a lot of what I'm talking about here is has been learned. Like I read, I do read a lot, but a lot of what I really am learning and sharing with you are things that I've discovered working with clients, you know, 20 years of this, 5,000 private weight loss sessions. You know, you get to a point where you start to see patterns and you start to see what works. And so it's less about what's scientifically proven, you know, cause again, I, and I, I believe in science hundred percent, but a lot of times scientifically proven things are things that are zoomed way in. Yeah. And technically like technically a calorie is a calorie, you know, but, but that loses meaning very quickly when you zoom out a little bit, because a calorie of sugar is a lot different than a calorie of vegetables. You know what I mean? They, they have different impacts on you that, that put you on a different path moving forward. So again, what I like to say is I bring a lot of context, practical solutions to people. And um, the five, two is just one example of that. You know what I mean? Again, trial and error, trial and error to find a strategy that works, you know, but now people hear it and they're like, oh, okay. And that's what I say. You know, it's like, you know, you're on the wrong path when you, I just made a video like this. Did I release it? I, I got one. If I didn't release it, I'm about to, but it's basically about saying when you can't get yourself started on a weight loss plan which is a lot of time for people. That's a great time because it gives you, it frees up a little window where you can do something different. And what the different thing I'm saying is, is to start slow. If you're not, if you can't get started at all, you're so in this all or nothing mindset that you, you can't get past the belief that, well, if it's not everything, it's not worth it. That's such a bullshit idea. And so, you know, it's like, if you can take five, two, if you could make five of your days, 50% better, and the other two are just the same as what you're doing, you're still going to lose weight and improve. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be all perfection, you know, start slow. Everything else in your life that you want to get better at, you start slow and build up and develop the skills with weight loss is one of the only things you just jump in hundred percent, trying to be perfect on day one. It's asinine, you know, and this is why you're getting such shitty results. You know, it, it's again, you can't see it because you're in it. You're, you're in the mindset, you're in the diet mindset. So you're hearing what I'm saying. And I'm talking from outside of it. Everything that's coming at you about weight loss is within that mindset. That's how everyone's talking to you, not me. I'm coming to you outside of the mindset. So it's not the tactics so much as is the way to conceptualize your weight and how you're going to achieve it. That's the difference. That's that mindset approach. That's why I always say to people, and program yourself thin is a inside out approach to mastering your weight. Everything you're doing all exists within the diet mindset of how can I lose weight the fastest? Everything. What's the slow, what's a slow weight loss approach out there? Right. I, I don't even know. Tell me, please let me know what the slow weight loss approach is, you know, because they all have to market fast weight loss or no one's going to buy it. You know, um, someone says, so vegetables are mostly full of fiber. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, so they're more satiating. They're more satisfying. But here's the thing. And remember this. You can't just like eat an apple today and be like, oh, how come I'm still hungry? It, it's an accumulated effect. OK, so give yourself a couple weeks of eating an apple every day and then you'll start to notice the difference. It starts to build up in your gut, you know, the fiber starts to build up and, um, it supports you. It makes everything different. It, it's, I, I will tell you the biggest game changer in my eating that's ever happened. And I used to be a meat eater, like every single day meat eater to being a vegetarian, to being a raw foodist, <laughs> the biggest shift that's ever happened in my life in terms of diet, that's made the biggest positive impact 
has been adding fiber into my diet in the form of salads, right? So you can look at my pin videos and I show you how I make my salads every week, right? Um, I make them on Monday. In that video, I show you, I make five of my, I've cut that down, I eat four. I, I do Monday through Thursday salads. Um, but I will eat a big ass salad with like six to eight ingredients typically in it. Ingredients, vegetables, right? So I'm looking for nutrient density, nutrient variety. And, um, and beans, which I forgot to add today. <laughs> I bet a little, I was a little off last week. Um, but anyway, so, so all that fiber in my body was unbelievable because even I've been doing that for maybe four or five years now, but even before that, I had my weight under control, but it was a bit more of a focus because dinners, I was always hungry going into dinner. And you know, what's interesting is for lunch back then I was eating more calories, but it wasn't enough fiber. And so as I eat the salad, it has less calories in the lunch than the lunch I used to eat, but I feel way more satisfied. Like right now it's almost dinner time for me. And it's like, I'm, I, there's another thing you have to manage your hunger. Okay. Um, again, guys, go, go, you don't have to do it right now, but, but go get the hypnosis session on my bio, go watch that training. Okay. Stop spinning your freaking wheels. Like you're, you're never going to do it. Like it's not a willpower thing <laughs> anyways. So, um, so yeah, but, but that was such a difference because now like my hunger going into dinner is, is so much more diminished, you know? So, okay. Hunger scale zero to 10, you've got to know this. Okay. Cause you're right now, what you're trying to do unconsciously, subconsciously, what you try to do to lose weight is you try and make yourself super hungry. You want to be hungry because that hunger is representing that you didn't eat much. And that means you're going to lose weight quickly. So sub, I'm telling you subconsciously, you're, you're wired completely backwards to lose weight. That, that I can't make it any more clear than that. You've got a mindset of an overweight person. And until you change that mindset, nothing's going to work. You might sometimes commit to losing weight for a little while and you'll do it, but you'll never keep it off because your mindset is all backwards. I promise you, you know, and it's like, you're struggling with it, but it's so much easier. It takes a little longer. Oh God, gasp. Oh, how long are you trying to lose weight for? Though? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it takes a little bit longer to this approach, but it's long-term and you feel you have your footing on day one. You know what I mean? Like, you know, listen, the older you get, the harder it is to get one of these fucking plans. You can't do it. You're like, you're sitting there and it's like, you think about weight loss 24 hours a day, but you can't get yourself to start a plan because you hate all these plans because they suck. What plan you want to do? What do you want to do? You want to start counting points? You want to start not eating for 16 hours? You want to stop eating it? You want to put yourself in ketosis? <laughs> I know you don't, right? Because it feels like, oh God, right? That's why you don't do it. That's the problem. People in my program, I, my favorite thing in the world is people in my program when they're like, oh my God, I got off track last week. You know, and I don't, great, great. Let's talk about it. But then I say, well, well, how is it this week? Yeah, I'm right back on track. But last week, wait, what'd you say? Yeah, I'm right back on track. What'd you say? Yeah, I'm right back on track. That's the funniest thing about my program that I see is people get off track all the time. But with my program, they get right back on track. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's just like, it's so like, it's so not in people's awareness that they don't even realize that they got back on track. And so when's the last time you got off keto and then just got right back on track the following Monday? When's the last time you got off track with counting your points and weight watching it? The next Monday, got right back on track. You know, it's because it's sticky. You got to make the process sticky. You got to make it enjoyable. Anyways. Um, do I eat boiled eggs? I do. Although I don't eat um, yeah, she says everything you eat counts and makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Do you eat boiled eggs? Uh, yeah, I eat hard boiled eggs. Um, I don't eat the yolks much, although I would, but I got cholesterol issues. Um, 
so I, I kind of, I'm in the process kind of experimenting with how much those, those eggs, boiled eggs with the yolks make in my cholesterol. But if they didn't, I'd eat more of them. I really like eggs a lot. This is why I landed on keto, at keto of eating, not much processed food at all. Yeah, exactly. Now, listen, like I said, I like keto, but the thing that bothers me is that there's a lack of context. You know, I have a, I have a client. She's like, it's so funny because she's, she's almost a carnivore and, um, and I'm vegetarian. It's like, what are, how do we meet? Right. But we're very similar. You know what I mean? Like we, we've gone down different paths. Program yourself thins diet agnostic, you know? So if someone just wants to eat meat, great. It'll help you do that. If you want to be a vegan, it'll help you do that. You know, I don't care because the core, my core philosophy is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. And again, this flies in the face of a lot of dieting where listen, with a diet, you just want someone to tell you what to do, you know? And it's like, how are you going to have someone tell you how to eat? You're a unique human. We want someone to tell you what music to listen to. <laughs> it was going to tell you what clothes to wear, what movies and shows to watch, but you're going to let them tell you what to eat. Like it's, it's kind of crazy, you know? So it's like, you've got to figure out for yourself. So when you start to understand context, I can take out a keto valuable things and discard the stuff I don't like. I don't want to go into ketosis. What society, what society has lived in ketosis? You have to show me that, that study, you know, same with vegans, you know, that's why I'm, I'm a little nervous about vegan. I like some of the ideas of it, but I don't know, you know, and I think you should be a little skeptical, but what happens when you look at all the different philosophies is you start creating a unified theory that works for you, you know? And so I pull from vegetarianism, plant-based, um, keto, uh, intermittent fasting, Weight Watchers a little bit, you know, some of this stuff. So I pull from all these different things and you start to realize what's most important. And it's the boring stuff of like natural foods, unprocessed foods um, is the main thing. You know what I mean? Like, and so how do you do that? What's that look like? You know, um, well, I'll tell you for me, it's like Ezekiel toast. You know, if you like, if, if you know about that, um, ketosis <laughs> hypnosis, right? That's a good, it rhymes. I like it. I'm going to do that session, even though I don't even, I don't know. Let me, wait. So, so Don, you're, yes, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Don says, yeah, no ketosis for me, not that level. Right. <laughs> but I, I'm literally going to make that session. Now you forced me to do it just cause I'm a sucker for rhymes. <laughs> ketosis hypnosis. Uh, you will see that session on my thing in a day or two, just cause it's funny. I think words that rhyme are funny to me. Um, anyways. So, uh, so that's the point Don. that's what I mean. You know, this is from Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee not only was a movie star, but he was a legit, like real, real martial artist, created his own martial art. And he was a philosophy major. And I was just the luckiest guy in the world. I studied Jeet Kune Do is the name of his martial art. Um, I found this guy teaching it in the most random of spots. But anyways, the philosophy was that he would study any fighting system at all. He'd study fencing, boxing, literally anything. And his philosophy was, I'll take what works and discard the rest. And that really informed a lot of my life and certainly my, like my diet and how I'm going to eat. So it became less about what one person said in totality. And instead I would look at anything. I'll look at any of them. Like I'm, I'll talk about keto and all the rest. I, I, I'll talk about any of them and I can find what I like about it and appreciate about it. And I also know what, what doesn't work for me. And I also know what doesn't work for most people. Again, going to the level of ketosis, I think is, and it's, it's so destructive. That's a good example that like the, the philosophy of keto and living in a society with way too much refined carb consumption, then keto seems like a good solution. But why do we have to go so extreme? And that's that all or nothing mindset again. Why not just cut down on the refined carbs? That alone is going to help most people lose weight. The number one source of calorie consumption for American adults is baked goods. You know, so yeah, if you stop eating flour or cut it down, you're going to lose weight most likely if you're like an average American. 
you know? Um, so yeah, no need for that level. Exactly. You know? And so you're balancing how far you're going to go in ketosis. I always say this too, what's your goal weight, right? Because you can't just pick some arbitrary goal weight that you want to weigh. You've got to take into account the lifestyle you're going to have to live to, to weigh it. Right. So a lot of times I see this, this is one of the, another common thing. I see people, I said, well, the goal weight and the goal weight's down here. And I said, why do you want to weigh that? You know, so that's what I weighed when I was 18. That's what I weighed when I was getting married. So, well, why do I weigh that now? I don't know. That's just what I want to weigh. Okay. But what are you going to have? How are you going to have to live to eat that? I'll give you the most extreme example. I had a, a person in my program somewhat recently who set the record and they gave me the goal weight. I said, why do you want to weigh that? They go, I don't know. That's just the way I want to be. I said, well, when's the last time you were at that weight? You're, I don't know what they're saying. You're not going to believe it. This was a grown woman, an adult woman, very intelligent too, by the way. A very smart, very smart woman. You know when she weighed that weight that she told me? She was 12 years old. <laughs> I said, 12 years old? I said, what grade were you in? She was seventh grade. And it was like, you could see it. Like you could see it dawning on her. She'd never thought of it that way. She'd been saying the number for so long. It had lost all meaning. And I brought the meaning back. So I said, when's the last time you weighed that? 12 years old. And she was embarrassed to say it out loud. It was a group group coaching call. You know, you could see it. You know, you could see it. Now, it, it's not embarrassing my group because we all get into embarrassing stuff there. But it was. Um, you could see it. It, it was dawning on her. It was. She was realizing what she was saying. You know, and she a few minutes before had said, "Well, I don't want to have to give up candy. I can never eat candy, and I can never do this." Da, 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 da. So listen, if you want to weigh what you weighed when you were twelve years old. You can't have candy. <laughs> you can't have, uh, you know what I mean? You can't have anything more than, I don't know, 800 calories a day. I don't know what that would be for her. You know what I mean? But this was such a great example of what we all do to some degree. We just arbitrarily pick this number. You've got to pick the number based on the quality of life you're going to leave, right? We all know you could get to whatever goal weight you have if you're just going to eat carrots and drink water, but you don't want to do that because it's a shitty quality of life. A lot of keto people find this when they're extreme. It was great. I lost some weight. And now I'm going to my nephew's birthday party and I'm standing here like a weirdo and I can't eat any cake with anyone. And I feel weird. Well, now your quality of life sucks. It's, it's gotten weird. Yeah, you lost some weight and everyone thinks you're a weirdo. So you, what, what are you doing it for? Because you lost weight so that everyone thinks you looked amazing. You're the greatest person. But now everyone thinks you lost weight and you're a weirdo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're not eating any cake. You're not being a normal person. So what I'm trying to say is there's more context. That number on the scale doesn't automatically make you happy. What do you have to do to achieve that number? Weight and money are means to an end, you know? And just having a lot of money or just being thin is not enough, right? If I'm robbing old people to, to get a lot of money, do I feel good about myself? No, you know what I mean? And if I'm starving myself to get a really low weight, that's not a great quality of life I'm going to stick with. So you got to take that into account. You know, 10 years ago, life was hard for me. It, was, it got, it was a stressful little time there. And so what I did is I raised my goal weight by 10 pounds because to keep it that lower level was a lot harder. I didn't want to do it. People don't think about it this way. It's just, oh, I just want to be that number. Why? Why do you want to be that number? What do you think is going to happen? I don't want to burst your bubble, but you get to that weight and no one throws a party for you. My name wasn't in the paper. When I walk into stores or people see me, they don't like, oh my God, look at you. You're that weight. No one gives a shit. <laughs> So if you're doing this for other people's attention, you're going to be, you're going to be sad. You'll be sorry, disappointed. You got to do this for deeper reasons, you know? And again, so I do this, I don't give a shit how I look. I'm looking older every day, <laughs> but I don't care. I'm energized. I'm feeling good. You know what I mean? I'm moving forward in life. And it's like, it's not just how I feel. It's, I love my lifestyle. Like I get so much joy out of the, the structure of my life. 
I, I love knowing I'm, I'm meditating in the morning, you know, I'm doing this in the morning, I'm eating this and then I'm drinking my water and then I'm doing my yoga and I'm playing my guitar. And I'm doing, I like, I like doing all these things every day. That's where my joy comes from. It's called intrinsic motivation. You ought to look it up. <laughs> Again, in my program, we start with motivation. I take you through the motivation matrix. The first level is how to use pain and pleasure strategically, you know? And the second level is intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. Do you know there's a science of motivation? You probably don't. And so how are you trying to motivate yourself? You have no idea how to motivate yourself. You know, you're making this, you're literally trapped psychologically. You're in a literal mental prison that's been put there by the diets, you know, but I'm just pointing out some of the things, because how could you be trying to lose weight for 30 years and not know truly how to motivate yourself? You know, how could you be wait, trying to lose weight for 30 years and you don't even know about your self-image and what part that plays in your whole weight less process? Because if you've been overweight for 20, 30 years, you identify as an overweight person. You function in the world as an overweight person and you don't like it, but you're familiar with it. You're comfortable with it. And changing that is, is weird and uncomfortable. And you better learn how to deal with that because otherwise you're going to lose the weight, feel weird, put the weight back on. Okay. Don't believe me. <laughs> Cause I've, I've had, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss. I don't think you keep throwing that out there, but it's, it, you know how many people I've talked to that have lost weight and then put it back on. I said, what happened? You know what I was here in some form or another. I didn't feel like myself. I did not feel like myself. I felt weird. Yeah, exactly. It is weird. So you better start focusing on that part before you even start the whole process. That's why, you know, as soon as you get through the motivation piece, the next piece we work on is your self-image. You know, it's the subconscious stuff that you never think about because you're subconsciously generating the weight you're at. You know, you're, you're not, that's an important thing to understand. You're always like, I gotta lose weight. I gotta lose weight. No, you're thinking about it wrong. I'm gonna get a little deep on you here. So you think about your weight like a nominalization. Nominalization is a linguistic term when we take a verb and turn it into a noun. So you think of your weight as this fixed thing, but reality, what your weight is, is it's an average. It's a reflection of your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors ultimately. And you are programmed in such a way so completely that even when you want to try and lose weight, you're programming so strong that it literally keeps you at the same weight and you keep trying to fight against it. You know, it's kind of like if you set the thermostat to, you know, 90 degrees, and now you're in the house and you're sweating. You go, oh, why is it so hot in here? And you stand in front of the fan for a little while. And then you leave the fan. You're oh my God, it's so hot in here. I can't believe this. <laughs> and then you, you open the window for a second, try to get some cold. Whew, so hot. I don't know. I don't know. You know, and that's what it's like. It's like you've got this subconscious program that's got your weight pinned to a certain number. And you keep consciously trying to fight against it instead of going to the source and turning it down. You know, um, Someone said your strategy is brilliant. 51 and just getting to this point. Tried every other diet. Yeah, under the sun. Yeah. So done. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's what I mean. And that's my point. I'm not trying to make you feel bad when I say you've been at this for 30 years and you have no clue how to change your weight. I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. I'm saying it to point out that the diets have no solutions for you because they're just tactics, you know? And what you need is a more robust mindset oriented inside out approach to mastering your weight, not losing weight. That goal is totally different. And once you start orienting yourself on this path, it's completely different. It's not, it's not rocket science. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not a rocket scientist. <laughs> Believe me, if it was rocket science, I wouldn't be here talking about it. It's common sense when you see it this way. You know what I mean? That's the most frustrating part. So I'll give you an example of what I mean. Um, if you close one eye and look at your nose, you see it. Close the other eye, look at your nose, you see it. Open both eyes, your brain deletes your nose. Okay. Your brain's deleting stuff constantly. What I do most of the time when I'm working with my clients is I'm pointing out things that are right in front of them that they just have gotten habitually deleted. 
and they just don't see them. You're experiencing that now. I'm describing things about your weight loss experience that you haven't noticed. You haven't seen them this way, you know? And that's the process of mastering your weight truly, you know? Because otherwise we're stuck in a diet mindset. We're always fighting against ourselves. And does it not always feel that way? Because it is. You have your subconscious program. You have your conscious understanding. I want to lose weight. I want to look better. I want to feel better. I want to live longer. And I need to eat this way to make it happen. Your subconscious mind doesn't get that message at all. They speak different languages. And your subconscious mind says, great, it's uh, 8 o'clock. Can we send the sofa and eat some ice cream, please? Ugh, ice cream? Ben and Jerry's? Hey, do you remember that Ben and Jerry's in the freezer? Can we get that? No, I'm trying to lose weight here. Stop, stop. Yo, yeah, but can we have some ice cream, please? It's time to watch our favorite show. Let's sit on the sofa. Come on, we worked hard all day. Can we have the ice cream now, please? No, <laughs> right? And you try and fight it, fight it, fight it. And it's like, you can do this for only so long, right? And, th and this process never ends for you on the diet path right? It's you fighting against yourself. It feels that way because it's literally, that's what it is. But you literally haven't had the words to describe that feeling you have. You don't understand it. And what you say is you say, there's something wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. You just have shitty programming and you never learn how to change it. And so you keep following the same path. All right. But you get on a different path, you get different results. Um, are potatoes healthy to eat? Yes. Depends how you make them, right? Potatoes are healthy though. Um, hey, Vicky. When I lost my excess weight twice, I didn't keep it off because I didn't have a maintenance strategy and didn't change my identity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Vicky's in the program. And so, yeah, right off the bat, we're starting from maintenance, you know, which is a complete paradigm shift because it's not about how can I lose weight the fastest? It's about how can I lose weight the longest? And so right off the bat, we're only doing things. We're doing things in a slow, systematic way. I always joke, my program's the only weight loss program you'd start on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so easy. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's easy. And I say, when I say it's easy, it's not easy to lose 50 pounds in a week. It's easy because if you take it slowly and systematically, it's easy. You know, it's like, you don't have to, it's like, if you want to play piano, it's like, if and you only want to look, look at plans that are going to like uh, learn piano in 24 hours, master the piano in a week. Right. Well, if you go down that path, you, you know, where you're going to end up. But if you start, if you get someone who teaches you how to practice in a comfortable, easy way, shows you how to install it into your, your life, you know, so it's like, okay, I'm going to do it then. And when I do it, I'm going to do this, work on this systematically. And I enjoy doing this and you look forward to it because it's fun the way you're doing it. Cause the secret to improvement is really, I can't remember this guy's last name. Um, it's a, it's a, a name this long with a bunch of vowels and consonants in it. Um, but he wrote flow, you know, and, and the secret of flow, it's a state we all love. We love to get in the flow, but how do you do that? You go to your, highest level. You push yourself as far as you can. And then you go a little bit over it, a little bit, like 5% over it. That's the sweet spot of where you, you can do it, but then you're pushing yourself a little bit. With diets, people go as far as they go and then they push themselves 50% more and they just burn themselves right out. It's, a, it's asinine, you know? So yeah, when we start, you know, everyone in my program, no one starts with my program. They end up at my program after they've tried everything else. That's just the way it is. And so if you've tried all these plans and you've lost weight and then put it back on, you know, finally it's like, okay, I need to do something different. So now the focus becomes maintenance. And so, yeah, it's a little bit slower because we're not just going just crazy for a little while. We're going systematic and strategic forever. And so the focus becomes on maintenance. What works for me? Let me create a plan. Again, the weight mastery blueprints in my program, it's mindset, lifestyle, eating. Let me create the mindset, then the lifestyle, and then the eating behaviors that fit my personality my preferences, my lifestyle, my genetics. It's everything's customized and built around you. So it fits like a glove. 
So again, takes a little bit longer, but then you end up with a plan. This is why I was saying it gets sticky. So you get off track. I get off track all the time with stuff, but I get back on track quickly because I want to be on track. I love living this way. Can you say that about your diet? Right? Probably not. And so you get to this point where you want to be this way. You want to feel this way. You want to live this way. And so when you get off track, it feels weird, you know, and then you get back on track and everything feels normal, completely different. Um, and then Vicky, yeah, we, we, so we work a lot with identity because your identity, you don't even realize your self-image, your identity, the way you think about yourself is probably the close, you know, they talk about like weight set points, but people tend to think of that as a physical thing. Um, I think of it as a mental thing. I think you think of yourself at your weight that you lived at. And I think you've got to change it. I really do. <laughs> That's why, the, right? Well, as soon as we get past the motivation piece, we go to the self-image. It's like we do the motivation piece so you're fired up, like ready to run for a wall because that's the engine that drives the whole process. Once you have a big ass engine, the whole process is way easier. But as soon as you do that and you're ready to work, the work starts by defining the self-image you want to be because my program yourself then, instead of saying, I want to lose X amount of pounds, the whole process is I want to be this version of myself. Notice that difference. It's not just a number on a scale. It's not just this external aesthetic. I want to look a certain way, the superficial thing. It's I want to be this person. I've got one life to live. Who do I want to be? What's the best version of me? What's the most important things in my life? And how can I be the best version of myself in that life and live the best life possible for myself? Right? That's a much different place to come at it. You've never tried to lose weight from that perspective. You see? So when you have that perspective, yeah, you're going to have a mistake. You're going to have a bad day or whatever. But because now you're doing this to be the parent you want to be, you want to be the partner you want to be, you want to be the employee or the worker, the entrepreneur you want to be, whatever's important to you in your life, you want to be that person. So you step off, you, you screwed up, you ate shitty one day, whatever. It's like, whoa, I blew it. No, you didn't blow shit. I still want to be the best parent I can be. <laughs> I still want to be, I still want to be successful in my business. I still want whatever. You see what I mean? Because there's things that you're already motivated like that by. Every time you try and lose weight, you try and make the, the weight loss more, more important, right? Okay, okay, uh, now I'm going to lose the weight. Now I'm going to lose the weight. And then you're like, you're focused on it and it's fine when you're really focused on it. But then what happens? You get distracted and it just fades away. That's why you've got to weave your weight loss around shit that's already really important to you. What's important to you? Being a parent, being a kid, being a worker, running a business, being a friend. Well, I don't know. There's things that are genuinely important to you that you do even when you're tired, that you've been doing for years. That's what you should wrap your weight loss around because your weight is fucking all those things up hard. We go, oh, what are you saying? Because I'm overweight. I can't. No, I'm saying because you think about it all the time. That's all mental energy you could dedicate to that. I'm saying, yeah, if you're struggling with your weight, your health's probably not at a peak level. And so your energy's lower, your moods are all over the place, you're dealing with cravings, you're eating like shit, you got indigestion, you're inflamed. I know all this. And so all of those things are affecting your ability to do that thing that's most important to you. That how you look is, is the least of it. That's what I'm telling you. You're missing, you're missing your nose, right? What I tell you, we just did the nose thing. You're missing the biggest reasons why you should master your weight, which is one of the reasons why you're struggling with it. You know, but again, that's because you're trapped in a mindset. What do the diets always show you? How do they motivate you before, after picture, before, after, before, after, because what they're doing every before, after picture you look at is conditioning your mind to say, the only reason I want to lose weight is so I look better. And that's what you're stuck at now. You say, oh, no, I want to, I want to be healthy too. Oh yeah. What, what do you want to be healthy? It's just a word you say. It doesn't mean shit. Put that word health up against cookie or ice cream. See which word's stronger. Right. So, so your, your motivation is superficial. 
like, let's, let's use the exact words, right? Because you just, I want to look better. I just wanted the number on a scale. Oh yeah. Well, what if you're starving? What if you're miserable? What if you hate your life now because you hate living this way, but the number is on the scale. Have you ever had that experience? Bet you have. Otherwise you'd still be following that plan, right? So anyways, you got to create this congruency. That's the path of mastering your weight. Again, it ain't rocket science. Just no one's talking about this and no one's talking about it because there's too much money to be made. You being overweight and miserable, you know, again, here I go. The diets, right? The diets are conditioning you to be overweight. Well, why gym their diets? They want to help you. No, they don't. All the big diets you know about are owned by food companies. But Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Atkins Food Products is owned by the same company that owns Onions, Pretzel, and Cinnabon. SlimFast, owned by the same company that owns Ben & Jerry's. They don't want you to stop eating their shitty food. Come on, <laughs> right? They want you to crazy restrict your calories for a little while because it leads you to overeat more calories. Ultimately, look it up. It's called the what the hell effect. It's a literal scientific phrase that affects dieters. Where as soon as they blow their diet a little bit, they go way off track. So the diets are there to get you to be more overweight and more miserable and more unhealthy. Change my mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Vicky says, I'm focused on the mindset this time. Yeah. The way it will come. Vicky, thank you. That's exactly right. So I'm focused on the mindset this time as a priority. The weight will come off on its own. That's exactly right. When you focus on the process and you get the process dialed in, the outcome becomes the outcome. You know, your weight is a reflection. So there's cause and effect, right? We know about cause and effect. And so you can't lose weight if you think about it, right? It's, it's a phrase that that's lacks meaning because you can't lose weight. There's no such thing. You'll get short of chopping your leg off. There's no way to lose weight. What you can do is you can make better food choices, better lifestyle choices, and that turns into weight loss. But there's no such thing as actually losing weight. The phrase itself is confusing to your subconscious mind because you can't lose weight. You can't make money unless you have a counterfeit print, printing machine. Do you see what I'm saying? These phrases confuse your subconscious mind, which is why you're getting such shitty results. Your subconscious mind is completely confused. It has no programming for you to live as a thin person at all. It has program for you to live as an overweight person who's trying to lose weight. You have, you have the subconscious programming of a dieter because you've been subconsciously programmed with your weight by diets. Does that make sense? <laughs> right? I hope it does. But it can change. You, know, you can change it. You can start. Go listen to that session. I got Jeez. How much more I can do? Oh, Don sent me a match star. That's cool. I like that thing. Get so many things. Yeah, Don's liking this. 100, 100, 100, all right. Cool, man. This has been great. You know, it's been a good one. Um, eating plant-based and no need for any meds or doctor. Yeah, exactly. And when we got a need, again, I, I'm, I love doctors. You know what I mean? They got their place for acute injuries. You know, that's what I found. That, that's my my general feeling. And this is just a, a catch-all. So it's not 100%, okay? But my general feeling is that, like, I love the medical establishment for acute issues, right? As soon as something's like a real the broken arm, you know, a real heart attack I'm having now, help me out. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of acute issues I want them for. When it comes to chronic health issues, mm, um, I don't know. I'm a little more skeptical because I mean, we have a medical establishment that makes a lot of money off of treating type two diabetes, obesity related issues, cardiovascular diseases. There's a lot of money to be made. And when people get those things, it's usually like the doctor saying, you really, you should lose some weight. Well, I, I've tried and I can't. What, what do I do now? Uh, I don't know. Uh, here's a, here's a diet plan. All right, see you later. I mean, they got nothing for you. And here I am. 
just oh your local hypnotist it's like how can i help so many people lose weight like actually lose weight get motivated stick with it create a plan that works for them you know we create a new identity it's like there's no way you know what i mean so i don't i don't blame doctors i think they're a product of the system that they're in but i think the system is clearly more focused on treating symptoms than finding cures to chronic diseases certainly obesity and overweight i'll, I'll just limit to that anyways and that's just what i see and so I think you have to educate your, you have to take this on yourself. It's a war. They're making money off of you and you have to defend yourself from it. That's how I see it. Am I conspiracy minded with this? I don't know, I guess, but I don't know how to explain it, you know? And, um, and, and again, it gets to the heart of the matter is that I want you to live a long time. I want you to be healthy. I want you to have as long a life as you can with your, your kids and your parents and your family and your friends and your work and whatever's important to you in life. You know, that's what I want for you. And yeah, eating plant-based um, foods, primarily is going to bring you there. There's no question about it. Don't be confused about what to eat. Plant-based natural food <laughs> is what's going to do it for you. You know, and you'll lose weight at the same time, guaranteed, you know, because again, it's, it's like cocaine explains it all, right? People have been chewing coca leaves for centuries, right? Thousands of years, and they get a little buzz off of it. They don't get addicted and they don't get like, you know, cocaine addictions. Um, they, concentrate all that stuff down and process it down to a powder. Well, now it's a whole different substance, right? It's a completely different thing. Started okay, plant-based. So it's fine, you know, relatively. And it's brought down to something that's concentrated and deadly for you and very addictive. The food's the exact same thing. They've taken foods that start off fine-ish, plant-based foods, they're fine, they're good for you. And they concentrate them down and process them down into forms that are not good for you, you know? Which I'm not saying never eat them. Eat them, but treat the food. I call it food stuff. Treat these food stuffs like I, I drink alcohol moderately, strategically, okay? And I eat these foods the same way. I'm not eating this shit all the time. It's drugs. It's food drugs, you know? It's food cigarettes, <laughs> you know? I can't make it any clearer than that. And so you kind of know this, but again, your, your, your challenge is you know this stuff, but you can't get yourself to do it. You can't get yourself to eat the right way long-term. You know, and that's because you have no ability to program your subconscious mind, no ability to change your behaviors. Right. And so, again, I, I say this to you as a sense of hope that you realize it's not me. There's nothing wrong with me. It's not because I lack willpower. It's because you lack a strategy to change your behaviors in a systematic, predictable way. And once you have that, you start getting brand new results. Okay. So I, I want this to leave you with a sense of optimism and hope, <laughs> not, not one of negativity. But you got to stop with the diets, it's, it's a half assed solution. It's not a solution at all, right? Because anyone, anyone you know, like if anyone says to you, like, oh, I'm going to go on a diet, you know, and lose weight, do you ever believe them? Do you ever, ever even believe them for a second? You don't believe yourself, you're going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, that's a pretty good clue <laughs> that it's not working, that it's time to move on, you know? But again, I don't know what to move on to. Move on to program yourself thing. Go go get the, the session, watch the training, um, and I email you. And then if you like the program, you know, I, I talk about at the end of the training. If you like the program, sign up and do it. Invest in yourself. You know what I mean? Take a real step forward. It's the biggest shift you can make. I know Vicky's still on here, but Vicky would tell you. I mean, she was feeling down in the dumps. And it's like, again, there are, it's, it's not magic. You know, it's like you can feel a lot better and you can feel better consistently, you know, because you highlight the subconscious processes that are creating the reality you're living in. If I can make it any simpler, right? You feeling discouraged, you feeling frustrated, you feeling like you can't do it is all subconscious programming that's causing you to feel that you're running. It's like you're, you're following an ingredient. You're following a recipe to create a state and you just, you don't realize you're doing it. How do you sign up? Go to my, um, go to my bio and click that link for the free hypnosis session. 
I got you guys. <laughs> I got you whether you join my program or not. I want you to understand that, okay? But get get in the, go sign up. You got to take some freaking action, <laughs> right? This is the easiest action you'll ever take to lose weight. I promise you that, okay? Guarantee it. It's all free. You got nothing to lose except a, little, a few minutes of your time. Go sign up, get that session, listen to it. All you have to do is sit there quietly for 12 minutes. A, it'll probably be the most relaxed you've been in years. B, you're going to get all sorts of positive suggestions put into your mind, and you're going to feel yourself having different cravings and acting differently afterwards. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. <laughs> Melbourne. All right. All right. Yeah. I work with a lot of people from Australia. You know, Australia is the number two country for uh, my podcast, listening to the podcast, right? Um, so yeah, program yourself then though that, you know, you can listen to the podcast. My YouTube channel is Jim Katsoulis. Um, but I put a lot of stuff up there and I put some coaching calls I did with people up there. Um, but the main thing is go, go click that link and go get your email in there. Um, cause you'll get the hypnosis session. I'll give you the, um, the training that follows it. And then I'll, I'll send you trainings and support every day, all for free. <laughs> I told you, this is what I want to do. And then if you, if it resonates with you, join the freaking programs, the best investment you'd ever make in yourself. Like undoubtedly, undoubtedly, you know? Um, yeah, meds are like a band-aid for eating the wrong things. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Now, some meds aren't. I'm on a statin. You know what I mean? So it's like, here I am eating and living as healthy as I possibly can. I got high cholesterol. It's clearly genetic high cholesterol, you know? So am I glad there's statins? I am. I understand some of you may not like statins and you, you got your thing about them. I get that. I respect that. Um, I chose to go down this path. And so, you know, again, I, I think I like meds. I'm not against medicine. I'm not against the medical establishment, but I understand that there's a business model there. You know what I mean? There's a lot of money off of people selling you shitty food that makes you unhealthy and sick. And there's a lot of money being made off you being overweight and being unhappy. A lot, a lot of money. And I think you realize that, like, if you go listen to the session that I give you, it's like, I, it, it will be the first time in your life, probably. And I'm saying this knowing that a lot of you are probably in your 40s, 50s, 60s. This could potentially be the first time in your entire life that you've had someone say lots of positive, encouraging, supportive things in terms of eating better and taking control of your health. And that's a very interesting thought, isn't it? Right. Where are you getting positive suggestions? Where are you getting encouraging support and words and programming? That's the key word programming. Where are you getting positive, encouraging pro programming to make you be healthier and at your goal weight in your life? Where? Where? And I know it's nowhere. I know it's nowhere. Because even the bullshit, like Jillian Michaels, God bless her. I mean, I respect you know the hustle, whatever. But Jillian Michaels is the biggest loser, you know, the, the trainer. But it's that it's that model of, you know, come on, you can do better than that. You can do that. And it's like, God, you know what I mean? Like, I love personal trainers, but it's like that's that's one way to do it. And it's like that way only works. I I remember I did an interview series. The Elite Body. I got to put this out. I'll give this to you as well. I did the, the Elite Body. It was an interview series. Oh, thanks. I love to hear, right? I appreciate that. Um, I did an interview series with some of the top fitness trainers, nutritionists on the planet, you know, like the, some of the biggest programs. Um, like Tom Venuto, you know, Isabel de los Rios, you know, beyond, I mean, big, big people. And I was wanting to find out, you know, the strategies they did. But, but more important, I always, always, I do the first half of the interview was about strategies. And the second half was always about mindset. And I remember I was talking to Craig Ballantyne, who at that time had turbulence training, one of the biggest workout programs. And I said, what do you do? What do you do when you have clients that aren't motivated? And he's like, what do you mean? I said, what do you mean? I, I said, when they're not motivated, what do you, how, how do you deal with them? He's like, what? 
And I was like, what the hell is going on? I thought something was, was, I thought I couldn't hear me or something. I was like, well, when they're not motivated, what do you do with them? He's like, when they come to see me, they are motivated. I was like, holy shit. What am I doing? <laughs> Cause I'm dealing with clients. That's my, my specialty is helping people that aren't motivated. How do you get motivated? Well, you think differently, but that's where I've been at for 20 years professionally. And I realize a lot of these fitness trainers, again, I, I'm not, their things work, no doubt about it, but it's like, you have to be max level motivated to do it. And that's not life, you know? And so I say that too, because it's easy to create the, the belief. I've done insanity, that crazy insanity thing. I've done it a couple of times. I did P90X a couple of times and it was great while I did it. I was in that, I was fired up. And then the second it stops, it stops. Years go by, <laughs> no exercising. You know what I mean? And that's what you got to get out of. You know what I mean? So that, that rah, rah, you know, rah, 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 come on, rah, rah, rah. that stuff is good for a little while. But what I want you to start thinking about is long-term because it's actually way easier. It's just, it's just thinking different. It's not forcing yourself to eat perfect. It's not forcing yourself to go to the gym all the time. It's thinking differently. I haven't gone to the gym in 30 years. <laughs> I've done a couple of P90X things. I've done a couple of insanity things. I do yoga. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm connecting my body. I'm doing stuff. I walk a lot, but I haven't done a lot of aerobic muscle stuff. Now that's to my detriment. I wish I had, but I had it. But I'm trying to tell you that 30 years ago, I made a decision. I'm going to lose the weight. It's 50 pounds heavier. I want to lose this weight and I'm a lazy guy. I don't want to go to the gym. So again, I, I built around my strengths. Again, another thing you're never taught to do with the weight, right? Imagine building around your strengths. And not trying to fix all your weaknesses. Another, another paradigm shift. Anyways, I gotta get out of here. But go, go get that session. Get in my world, and um, I'll see you in it. And I'll see you on the lives as well. So, uh, and I do have another. I have another TikTok channel that I just started. Um, it's Jim Kitsulis. So this one's program yourself then. Now so this is all weight, weight stuff. All about program yourself then. Um, Jim Kitsulis is gonna be about more general mindset, um, mindset stuff. But you can go search it and go find it. And uh, if you see it, go. Follow me on there just because I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm getting shadow banned or what. I don't know if I can say that word out loud, but um, it, it just started off with attacking a little funny. But anyways, you can see my stuff there as well. But thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. I hope this helps you out. Have a super day and we'll talk soon. Bye.